Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is it me or does it feel like the Yankees are having the Mets luck. The old Mets, you know, the BC Mets before Cullen Mets. It is reminiscent of years that would happen with the Mets in spring training where guys would get hurt left and right, and it was just one after another. And for whatever reason, the Mets have been able to clean that up, uh, at, at least this year, it seems, knock on wood. I mean, even last year, remember, with Jacob deGrom getting hurt right before opening day. And now it feels like the Yankees, and some of it they make their own lock. Brian Cashman trading for Frankie Montas where he was clearly hurt. And Cashman could say they did their due diligence and he was healthy. Yankees took a chance. I mean, Montas was he was hurt last year. He might have been healthy at the moment. He might have said he felt healthy at the moment. He wasn't. They may have overlooked some things. I mean, clearly he wasn't because he was hurt. He ended up getting hurt. And here he is again. So some of it's their own fault. But with Carlos Rodon, 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 to start the season on the IL is a problem. The Yankees, one of the things we've been talking about all offseason long is that the Yankees didn't really upgrade their team outside of Carlos Rodon. Right? Judge was brought back, and he had to be brought back. And we can get into him and in, in a few, too, where Judge turned down more money. Yeah, I might as well do it right now. Judge turned down more money to come to New York, right? We assumed that in the beginning. We heard some of those rumors. Then the report came out yesterday from The Athletic, definitively turning down more money from the Padres to come to the Yanks. That is a, before we get sidetracked too hard, that is a player that wanted to be here. Not somebody that took more money to go to Texas, FYI. Anyway, I digress. Carlos Rodon was the one upgrade to this team. Where you look at how did they get better from a year ago? Well, Judge came back. Rizzo came back. Rodon was a big upgrade. Now, you could also point to, you know, Peraza, let's say, at shortstop. And is he going to be better than IKF was last year? Volpe, if he makes the team, and I don't expect him to out of spring. But, you know, that's a spot where maybe they could be better. The addition of Rodon was one that made that rotation better. It took the Yankees' starting rotation to another level. One that was, by many, considered to be the best starting rotation in all of Major League Baseball. 
Now, Frankie Montas sucked last year. He, he was probably going to suck this year if healthy, but he's not a non-factor anymore. So he's out of the mix, but you already lose one guy. Now Rodon starting, and look, it may not be that big of a deal. The strain of the left forearm muscle, which was an issue he had last year with San Francisco, maybe it turns out that it's not that big of a deal. But it's not like Rodon hasn't had history with injury. This was another thing. Again, I'm on record as saying I thought the Yankees should go out there and get him because it was the one clear move that they could make to upgrade their team. They almost had to do it to do something, right? It was the only move. They could have gotten a left fielder, but they didn't do that. But outside of that, I mean, they needed to bolster that rotation, and they did it. They couldn't afford Justin Verlander or didn't want to pay for Justin Verlander. Or DeGrom. So they went and got Rodon. A guy who has a history of injuries. I mean, he's always hurt. He pitched 178 innings last year. 178, and that's the most he's pitched in his career. Last year, going into his free agent year. Go figure. He did make 31 starts, even though he had this same exact issue. So maybe it's not a big deal at all. But maybe it is. And... The fact that we're starting off the year with it being a problem or with it being an issue is a problem. And it's not just that. It's not just Montas. It's not just Rodon. It's Bader dealing with an oblique. Now, this is not the Yankees' fault. Injuries happen. But that's why I said before, it feels like they they are starting to have the Mets' bad luck from recent years. Bader is another guy that you could look to and say, okay, well, where did the Yankees upgrade on the diamond this year going into the 2023 season in comparison to last year? Well, center field would be one of those. Harrison Bader may not be a stud player, but we saw what he did in the postseason offensively, and we know what he is defensively. And in today's game, there are not many good defensive center fielders. Bader is one of them. He's a great defensive center. He's an actual center fielder. You look at the Mets, they play Brandon Nimmo in center field. He's not a real center fielder. Bader is, which is why I thought it was a great move by the Yankees to get him last year at the trade deadline for Jordan Montgomery. And even though he was hurt, I felt he would come back and make an impact, and he did, maybe even more so than anybody could have imagined, with the power display in October. But Bader dealing with an oblique, usually those obliques are not just, oh, yeah, all right, take a few days off and we'll see you in a couple of days. See you in about a week. That could be an issue. And if you looked at him coming into the year, starting center fielder over what they had last year going into the year, I know Judge played there, you know, a ton and it helped out. And he may have to do so again now this year. But they lose their number two starter, two-fifths of their starting rotation, for who knows how long. And then potentially their starting center fielder. And not to mention the bullpen issues with Trevino and Canley starting the year on the IL. Those are two in the bullpen ones should not even be overlooked because those guys arguably are, I mean, they each could be eighth inning guys if needed. I guess you could even say they could each close if needed, but wouldn't think that would be the case. Although part of the Yankees closer by committee, you know, Clay Holmes, I don't think he's going to be the guy. He might be the lead guy, but I don't think he's going to be the guy. It feels like the Yankees are going to go with a closer by committee situation 
And the fact that they would lose two key arms in that in that bullpen with Trevino and Canely, that's a problem as well. So think about this. We are still, you know what, 20 days or so away from opening day. And a little less than three weeks, I think. Three weeks was yesterday from opening day. And the Yankees are down their number two starter, potentially their starting center fielder, and two trusted, solid bullpen arms. And it's just bad luck, but some of it is also the Yankees getting players. You know, Bader, or Bader does have injury history. Rodon does have injury history. It is the Yankees taking a chance on guys that have had prior issue. And unfortunately for them, now, you could look at it and say, well, you'd rather be hurt now than October. Yeah, and I get that. And Rodon said the same thing. I'm not here really to pitch from now till the All-Star break. I'm here to pitch. Uh, he's here to pitch the entire year, but I'm here to pitch in the postseason. That may be true. That may be true. And nobody ever expect the Yankees to not be in the postseason regardless of who gets hurt. I mean, they could lose everybody and still make the postseason. They're the Yankees. They always find a way in. But this is not a good start. This is an LOL Mets type of start. And now these things somehow, some way are, are happening to the Yankees. And no rotation is deep enough to withstand losing two-fifths of their rotation going into the year for an extended period. You can try to hold up throughout the course of a year, lose one guy here, patch, you know, patch it up for a couple of weeks, a month, lose another guy there, patch it up for a couple of weeks. They cannot, nor could anybody else, lose two starters, especially one of that caliber with Rodon, and one who I guess they were expecting to potentially be that guy, and Montas be a, a top guy. I mean, when they traded for him, remember, the, Brian Cashman of the Yankees traded for Frankie Montas when they fell short of Luis Castillo, who we said at the time, it's got to be Luis Castillo or bust. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to give up what it would take to get Castillo. They end up with Frankie Montas. Think about what a disaster that was and what a drop-off that was. But the Yankees are going to have a difficult time filling the void in, or the voids in that rotation. And now what happens, because we've been through this plenty of times before with the Mets, now what happens is you, you hold your breath because you're one injury away now from being screwed. All that depth that you had coming in, one more issue, whether that's Cortez hamstring act, uh, acting up, Sevy having an issue in some capacity, they're one move away now, one injury away now from being totally screwed to start the year. And the Yankees are going to have some competition in the AL East this year. Remember, people were overlooking Toronto now. After uh, going into last year, Toronto was the pick. Everybody was picking the Blue Jays. And they were overlooking the Yankees, as a matter of fact. Overestimating a young Toronto team. This year, it's the opposite. This year, it's, ah, the Yankees, they did it last year. They'll do it again. They're too good. They're not going to lose. Overlooking a team like Toronto. Now, who knows about the Rays? Who knows about the Red Sox? I really look at Toronto as being the one legitimate threat. And if Toronto gets out to a hot start and the Yanks have some issues because of injury, I mean, you may be looking at 
Think about the outfield for the Yankees. On top of the rotation being banged up, let's say Bader is out. And this is all hypothetical. We don't know the issue with Bader. We don't know if it's going to be an issue. But an oblique, you know, those things could take weeks. Even if he misses the first couple weeks, what's the Yankee outfield going to look like in that scenario? Stanton in right, Hicks in center, Judge in left. And remember, we're talking about nobody wants to see Hicks. Nobody wants to see Donaldson. And Stanton himself always has injury issues. All of a sudden, you start to look around the diamond at the Yankees, and while they're still the Yankees and their worst day is better than most teams' best day, there is cause for concern before we even get started here. There is reason to at least be a little worried with the Yankees because there were question marks anyway coming into the year. Did they do enough? Remember, the comparison wasn't Toronto, wasn't the rest of the American League East. That was a foregone conclusion. We know the Yankees are going to be the best team in the American League East. The comparison was the Houston Astros. And the Yankees did not do enough, at least on paper, to be able to compete with the Houston Astros. You want to paint best-case scenario? Well, it's already not best-case scenario. Losing Rodon at this point is not as far from best case. Losing Bader, potentially. Losing Trevino, losing Canley, far from best case. But let's just say that all those guys come back and everybody's healthy and good to go. Still, the Yankees would need Peraza, potentially Volpe. They still need those guys to be impact players. They're relying on Josh Donaldson, which you and I know that's not going to happen. But the Yankees themselves believe Josh Donaldson can be that difference maker. So even best case scenario... The Yankees are not on the level of the Houston Astros. And what do we have on, what is it, March 9th? March 10th? March 10th. What do we have on March 10th? Far from a best-case scenario. Now, you want to look at it in a good light? Not that injuries are ever a good light. I mean, it's March 10th. Better than September 10th. You want these guys healthy down the stretch. I understand that. I understand the regular season meaning has been minimized. But with guys who have been often injured, with key guys, and two guys in particular with Bader and Rodon, who were difference makers from a year ago, they were clear upgrades from what they had in that spot a year ago. Bader and center, Rodon is the number two guy in that rotation. Both those guys potentially going to be on the shelf at least for a little while to start the year. We know Rodon will be, and Bader dealing with an oblique. They could be losing both those two new additions to start the year. 877-337-6666. What are your concerns about the Yankees? We'll get into that. I'll get into Aaron Rodgers, the Knicks, the Rangers, KD, even the Oscars. I want to get into some Oscars. I can't believe it's Sunday. It snuck up on us. A lot to get to, a little bit of time. We're only going, you know, obviously we're going to 5 a.m. Just get on to 2, so the short show for you today, three-hour show, as we go to 5 a.m. with the warm-up show with Al, and I guess CeeLo is Rutgers. I told you Rutgers was going to win that game. I gave you a freebie last night. Of course, I didn't bet it myself, because I went to do it through Superbook, and I couldn't do it on the app, because you can't bet Superbook in New York, and in Jersey, you can't bet on Rutgers, which is uh, a problem. But hopefully you guys figured out a way to do it and won some money on that one. But good for Rutgers as they'll advance to the Big Ten tournament. Anyway, 
We'll get into all the stuff that I just mentioned before and more. And your calls on the other side, 877-337-6666. Sal Licata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Well, the New York Yankees have won the last game at Yankee Stadium on September 21st, 2008. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Fan 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Good win for the Rangers. Great win for the Islanders. Even the Devils with a big shootout win. The locals in hockey doing their job last night. Kaner getting on the board with his first points uh, and a big goal in that game after having a bad turnover that cost the Rangers. So it was good to see him all fired up. But, man, a great comeback win for the Islanders in Pittsburgh. Rangers get that important win against the Canadians. Devils get a win. The Knicks let us down. The Nets don't count. The Knicks let us down, although it was a nice comeback, a valiant effort to come back and get into that game after being down big early on. Boy, Sacramento is back, huh? That place was a raucous atmosphere. Jalen Brunson back. Knicks, though, got punched right in the mouth from the beginning and never really fully, truly recovered. And then Brunson left the game with that sore left foot, so maybe he came back a little bit too early. And look, the Knicks are, they're up against it anyway for that fourth seed. If Brunson is banged up here and needs to miss a little bit more time, they're going to be in big, big trouble as far as getting that fourth seed. They'll be a five seed, uh, but they need to get him healthy. Forget the number four seed. Just get Jalen Brunson healthy. That should be the big thing. Good to see, though, the Knicks fight back in that game in what was just an electric atmosphere 
in Sacramento, and the Kings are good. And Sabonis, man, I can't stand that dude. I hated him when he was with the Pacers. I mean, I wanted him on the Knicks. Remember, we were talking about the Knicks trading Randall at the time last year, right? Where maybe the Knicks could trade Randall either to Sacramento or potentially to Indiana. I think the rumor was Sacramento, though, because the Kings were looking for that forward. They ended up getting Sabonis instead. Sabonis is a a beast. You look at Randall, and I know he's been an all-star. I know he's been great and a good leader and a guy who works hard and all that stuff. Playing a ton of minutes. Sabonis, that dude's a beast. Different type players, I know, but still, he's a beast. Anyway, the Knicks fall short. Disappointing effort in Sacramento. 877-337-6666. Eli is calling from Washingtonville. What's up, Eli? Hey, if that was going on, yeah, I just want to touch up on uh, on the Yankees and um, you know you know how much I hate Brent Cashman now, which he was fired by. Right. Hey, listen, it's not it's not the first time that he goes uh, against injury prone players. Like, uh, do I have to remind you of uh, Ellsbury and all these other uh, <laughs> injury prone players that he brought to the team? But well, listen, I mean, um, he's been here long enough. There are going to be a lot of bad ones. The Montas one in particular was bad. I'm not going to second-guess him on Rodon. I thought Rodon bringing him in was the right move, but we all knew that there was a risk with injuries. It just sucks that it's happened now, before they even get started, that he's going to start the year on the IL. Yeah, but the the the, the need that the Yankees had was the hitting. Like, we didn't lose because of our pitching. He didn't upgrade the one weakness we had. And uh, when it, the only thing that I think that is going to save the Yankees this year and it is those two prospects, which is Volpe and Dominguez. Now, if the Yankees, I know the Yankees are going to start playing games and send these guys back down because they don't want to, you know, start paying them early. Uh, you know, they don't want to start the clock, so to speak. But I, if if the Yankees have all these injuries, and especially if Bader, Bader's going down, the the, the Kanafalefa project needs to be over. Just start these two rookies, and let's see what we, what we can get with them. Well, I think the Kiner, guy, the IKF project, I believe, is over. Peraz is going to be their starting shortstop. Right. Well, I, this, I think I think Volpe just needs to be here. Yeah. It, you know, Derek Jeter started early. You know, and he he was you know. All right, well, what do you do? Then what are you doing in the rest of the infield? I'm fine with that. If let's say Volpe is ready, they believe he's uh, they believe he's ready. What are you going to do with Glaber? What are you going to do with Donaldson? How are you aligning that infield? Or LeMahieu? How are you aligning the infield? Well, listen, Donaldson should have not been in this team in the first place. Uh, you know, it was, it was a dumb trade in the, uh, from mm-hmm. the beginning. But, you know, second, I think Glaber Torres is, is the next guy to go. Because that guy, he's he's the last missing piece of uh, the the prospects that didn't pan out. Right. Uh, for that, those bombers. The baby so bombers. Yeah, so he, he's, I think he's going to be on his way out. Because I think they realize that this guy, he's not, it's the last year, you know, before they have to try to give him a, a, another contract. So I think he's gone. So I'd be careful with that myself. I mean, I, I'd hate the idea of giving up on Glaber Torres, especially when you're doing so because you have to have Josh Donaldson on the team. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I, third base, you know, I, I, I don't know. You could platoon him with maybe LeMahieu. You know, and, and see if uh, Lemayhu could take that third third base. But listen, what's what's gonna cripple the Yankees is 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 the question mark that they have with these injuries. And that's you know you have right now three or so two pitchers and and a, and a center fielder that 
are like on the brink of going to the DL and maybe more. You have uh you know Carl Stanton that 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 he's like he's a ticking time bomb all the time. Right. And he has to be aged automatically. And you know you know you're not gonna have as great a season as Aaron Judge had. You know he's not gonna duplicate that. No chance. And he's not gonna Yeah. So you need to find some type of offense to be con- you know, consistent, which uh, I think is Volpe and Dominguez. Just let these kids play. Well, Dominguez is not ready yet. I mean, I don't care what he's doing. And thank you for the call, Eli. We appreciate you checking in. I, Dominguez is not ready. I don't care what he's doing in spring training. And Fleegs and I were just talking about this off the air, and we'll do it on the air, maybe coming up in a little bit about the Mets and their prospects. Same thing with Dominguez. You, you can't put too much stock in spring training numbers, period. And you certainly can't put too much stock in spring training numbers early on in the spring. Pitchers are working on things. You know, guys aren't ready yet. They're just they're messing around out there trying to figure out uh, what they're going to do, what pitches they want to throw, how they're going to do this, how they're going to do that. So it's exciting to see what Dominguez has done. It's exciting to see what Mauricio or Beatty are doing with the Mets as well. But realistically, those guys are not ready. Dominguez is not ready to come up to the big league club. Now, maybe at some point, if injuries continue to wreak havoc on the Yankees, maybe he does get the call. And then we'll see him up here. But there's no guarantee that anybody is going to produce, whether that's Peraza, whether that is Volpe, whether that is Dominguez. You know, obviously the Mets young guys too, but we're just talking about the Yankees here now. But there's no guarantee that these young guys are going to have an impact that you expect them to have. Every fan wants to see these guys. Everybody wants to see him. Oh, get the young guys up here. I can't wait to see Beatty at third base. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. And then we see the young guys, and it's like, oh, they suck. Who's next? Or they're not ready. Who's next? Now, I'm not saying that that's going to be the case. I do think that there are a bunch of good players here. Like, I think Peraza is going to be really good for the Yankees. Matter of fact, I'm excited about the double play combination, the future double play combination of Peraza and Volpe. I really do get the feeling that those two are going to be studs. For years to come, that can be an exciting combination. Maybe the foundational pieces to another Yankees dynasty. Who knows? But I love the... Now, maybe I'm getting caught up in the hype, and I shouldn't be because this happens all the time with prospects who get hyped up, especially with the Yankees, and then they disappoint. But there's something, what I'm reading and seeing about these guys, there's something that I believe in with both of them. Peraza looked last year like a legitimate stud defensive shortstop. Now, will the bat be there? Big question. But he looks like a real legit big league shortstop. And any anything you hear or read about Volpe is this dude's a stud. He's got the makeup. He's a winning player. He could do it all. So I'm looking forward to seeing both of those guys. I don't think you'll see Volpe to start the year, though. And the Yanks already have a log jam on the infield, as it is. Glaber, Donaldson, LeMayu to go along with Peraza at short. Three guys, two spots. Can't use one of them at DH every day because you have Jean-Carl Stanton. So on occasion they could, but not every day. And now you look at the outfield situation, which the Yankees were going to put Stanton right on occasion and have Judge in left. Now with Bader potentially out, dealing with the oblique, now I would assume that they're going to have Stanton in center. uh, Excuse me, um, Judge in center, not in left. Judge in center and maybe Stanton in right. And then we're looking at Aaron Hicks, Cabrera. 
but you have Judge in center field again. I'm telling you, this is where it becomes fragile. Not that anybody could predict injuries. They happen. I get it. But the Yankees also have guys that have been banged up. Stanton is one. He always finds his way to the the IL two, three weeks in the season, maybe longer. And Judge coming off a perfect season last year. A perfect season. Do you think Judge, if he continues to play center field, another year older, bigger body, wear and tear in center, maybe left field, the more spacious left field in the event Bader is healthy, do you think Judge is going to hold up for a full 162 again? No, remember, it's easy to forget after one fully healthy year that was a perfect season, a dominant season. But let's not forget the history there. I would bet that Judge will find himself I'm not rooting for this, obviously. I'm just saying, if odds are, I will bet that Judge will find himself on the IL for at least a couple of weeks throughout the course of the season. I don't think you're getting the Judge that you saw last year. Just law of averages. And a big body and a guy who's been banged up before. Now, the if the Yankees don't have Rodone, if the Yankees don't have Bader, the Yankees lose two guys in the bullpen to start the year, imagine what happens if they lose Judge on top of that or stand on top of that. That's what I mean, where it starts to become very fragile once you start losing these guys this early in the season. Steven is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Steven. How you doing, sir? How are you, Steven? Yeah, I want to give a little optimism to all those Yankee fans that uh, the same, all the people who got injured were got after the trade deadline of last year, and we have basically the same team that had the best beginning since 1998. Right. And then what, though? Then what happened? And then they didn't do as well. Oh, no, they fell off. They fell off a cliff. Then they had an awful couple of months there. Right, but I'm saying they couldn't. All these players that got injured were were all acquisitions after that trade Mm -hmm. deadline. Yeah, but they were were supposed to help them be better to start this year. Also Also remember, what else happened last year that likely won't happen again this year? Judge 62. Correct. But also Volpe might be brought up, and he wasn't brought up last year. Right. It's basically the same team they're rolling out. Well, but that's an issue. Now, it's not an issue as far as making the postseason. Nobody's worried about that. Nobody's really worried about April or May. Well, you you don't know what's going to happen with... And her mom was injured last year. Better than... You don't know what's going to happen with Rodone, a guy who's been often injured. Again, we don't know how serious Bader's issue is. They're saying Rodone's not serious. They're saying Bader just a an oblique for now, but it could be time. It could be you know a decent amount of time, and it's a problem to start the year because, like I said before, then what happens if Stanton or Judge go down? Now you're really up against it, and you could talk about bringing the young guys up. Yeah, you're right. That could be a difference from last year where they get production from those guys where they weren't getting it out of those spots from last year. But the Yankees have dealt with some bad luck here. They've been banged up, and it's not what you want on March 10th, going before the season gets started, to have all these injuries. It's it's bad. It's bad luck for the Yankees, and it's a bad start to a season. You never want to go in like that. Right, but you're true. But you can't bet on injuries here. You're. Uh... You think, what if this guy gets injured? What if that guy gets well, injured? Well, they are injured, though. They are injured right now. No, no, I'm saying Judge and Stanton. Right. Well, well, by the time they get injured, there'll be other people. Right. Maybe. Maybe so. But it just it's off to a rough start already. Right. They, 
it's very bad. It's I wouldn't uh, say it's enjoyable to have everyone injured. I'm saying is that they're 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 still the same team that that did it. So maybe they could do it again. I'm not saying sure. They could do it again. And, and, and look, Stephen. I mean, you're right. It's not like I'm saying the Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs. Oh my God, what a, a catastrophe! It's just unfortunate. And, you know, you know this, too, by being a Yankee fan or a baseball fan. Sometimes it's like, all right, yeah, well, they'll get these guys back. And a small injury turns into a significant injury. Or you think it's going to be a couple weeks, it turns into a couple months. Those can be problems. When it starts off like this, yeah, we always think worst-case scenario. It may not be worst-case scenario, but it might be. And that's an issue. You'd rather have no issues Right now, you don't want to hear about oblique strain for Harrison Bader. You don't want to hear about Rodone starting the year on the IL already. You know, what about Severino? We talk about the fragility of Stanton or even Judge. What about Severino, who's always hurt? I mean, there are issues with the Yankees to begin with, and to have this happen right out of the gate is not a good sign to start the season. Right, and and what about Brunson? That's a hard injury. It's the same injury. He just needed more rest. Well, well uh, they said it, they, they said it was a sore foot. So it's the it's the same injury. And thank you for the call, Stephen. It's the same injury, but and I, I'm assuming he needed more rest. I mean, if it's still sore where he's playing in the game, I don't know if they took him out just because it was a blowout at the time. That could be the case too. I would just rest him if I'm the Knicks. Instead of trying to rush him back, I didn't think it was a bad idea to play him in Sacramento first of a tough four-game road trip. If he's somewhat healthy, you know, if you think he could go, let's see what he's got. He went, had to come out because of the sore foot. Now maybe they rethink it because you can't have an extended injury with Jalen Brunson. Obviously, he's got to be able to be healthy. The Knicks cannot, they, they will go as Brunson goes, so... He's got to be fully healthy for them to have any chance. I mean, they may not be a top six if Brunson misses the rest of the year or whatever or doesn't come back at some point soon is not fully healthy. They need him. And it's unfortunate that he's dealing with that sore foot. But, you know, he gives it a go and has to leave the game early. You just worry about that becoming a thing. Now, what if they go out and, and, you know, still have them start next game and same issue? Knicks right now, only one game in front of the Nets for that five spot. Um, Brooklyn lost last night, too, but the Knicks have lost two in a row. Knicks have two more wins than Brooklyn, but they played two more games. So they have the same amount of losses, but Brooklyn has two fewer wins. So you got to be careful with that six seed as well. You know, we're looking at the Cavs or we have been looking at the Cavs, but now there's a little bit of separation there where it's three games back of Cleveland. Not that, what is it, 14 games left, three games behind Cleveland who themselves have won three in a row. So it looks like Cleveland will probably be secure in that four spot. And the Knicks are going to be battling with, with the Nets for the fifth spot, which is huge because you'd rather play Cleveland as good as they are and as dangerous as they are. And Donovan Mitchell and all that you would much rather play Cleveland in the first round than you would Philadelphia. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on with Jalen Brunson. If he is not 100% healthy and maybe they pushed him back too early or he wanted to push it and came back too early, and now maybe they have to have him sit out a few more games. Maybe he has to sit out the rest of this trip. Next game for the Knicks is Saturday in Los Angeles, taking on the Clippers. Sunday, they will play in Los Angeles again, this time taking on the Lakers. And then Tuesday in Portland. So 
I can't imagine Brunson, even if they do decide to give him a go on Saturday, which I doubt, because I can't imagine he'd be playing back-to-back games anyway. So they probably just should rest him today, which is Friday, sit him out tomorrow, which is Saturday, so he'll miss that Clippers game, and then, if he feels up to it, have him play Sunday. If not, maybe Tuesday. But I would not bring him back Saturday. I'd be matter of fact, I'd be looking at that now, realizing the back-to-back games this weekend. I would be surprised if Brunson starts on Saturday. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. Good morning, Sal. Up a little early today. Ticked off. Why? Somebody hit the back of my car yesterday. What do you mean with I, another car? Yeah. Oh, I was sitting in the parking spot. This dopey idiot hits my bumper. And he gets out. You this is my block. I own it. What were you? You were parked on the street? I was parked on the street, dropping off something at the post office. Right. right. And this guy hits my car. There was a car in the driveway, and I didn't, I didn't judge properly the amount of space to give to the driveway. Right. Guy comes out. I said. He didn't, uh, he didn't know what he was getting into here. I wanted to uh, annihilate. No, I know, but he didn't know what kind uh, of tree yeah, he was born. Yeah, no, I did. He thinks he's, he thinks I owe the right. Did you call the mayor's office? But he was he was messing with the wrong guy. Yeah. You know, sometimes, I, like, the callers do that with me, Stuart. You know what I'm saying? I know they, they're messing with the wrong guy with you. Right. And okay. then you, now this guy was messing with the wrong guy. He doesn't know the temper that you and I know I that was, you have. I was infuriated. And now I have to go to the dealer today. Two pieces Broke off my uh, rear bumper, and oh, I don't know what they are. He hit it? He hit it that yeah. bad that two pieces broke off? And he put a real bad mark on the bumper. I have to buff it out. Oh, you could do it yourself, or you have to take yeah. it to? Yeah, I'll tell them to do it at the dealer. When they when they put the pieces on, I'll go to my body guy, and he'll take care of it. So but, what yeah, was I can't follow a church claim. So you were, <laughs> sitting, you were sitting there parked. You parked yeah. a little bit too far in his driveway. All no, right. not in his driveway. In the the driveway in front. Okay. And I pulled up. I didn't give a. I didn't give enough room behind me, but I didn't realize that. Of course, you have to take the car. So, so and then he, he got out at a frustration. He hit your car obviously by accident, but then he got out and started no, he yelling didn't at do you. It accident. No, he did it on purpose. Mm. That's what he. You think this uh, is a purpose he pitch? No he had no clue. I wanted to. Oh. So so how did it? So then you got out of the car. Did you start yelling at him? I said to him, "You all you have to do is ask, and I'll move the car." Right. And what, do, 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 do. Not, he, I don't know how old he was. He was older than me. But I thought to myself, two minutes from now, and it could be over. <laughs> I'm serious. You this thought of, not, You thought about this, swinging this, on him? This could not what? You thought about swinging on him? Uh what does annihilation mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be different things, but no annihilation. Period. Oh, you, like you were going to use your car again? No. Oh. Uh, triangle. You know what the triangle is? No. We're naked choke. Oh, oh, you would have choked him out. Yeah. You would have let him tap out. Yeah, he would have tapped out in less than one minute. Did you Did you ask him if he could smell what the rock was cooking? No, because if he did answer, he would have smelled it. <laughs> he would have smelled the elbow. How did it end? How'd you get a, a resolution then? A peaceful resolution? Because well, obviously you're I, not calling I, I from prison, right? And I didn't move my car. And then he took off. But uh-huh. then when I looked in the afternoon and saw what happened, 
So you and didn't, not, you didn't it's realize... Not, it's, not you, an, it's not an insurance claim. You didn't realize there was damage at the time? No. Oh, no. Because I have, a, I have the, one of those bumper covers, bumper buster. Yeah. And it was covering everything. You should go back to the same spot tomorrow or today and, and go tell him he's got to pay for the damage. I'm not going back there, number one, because that might be a problem for him. Yeah, because it's his block. He owns it. Uh, it would be a problem for him. <laughs> right. And we'll know if you call Monday from prison, we'll know what happened. I'm not going there. Okay. Good move. I was told not to go there. By him? No, by my sister. No, she said trying to calm you down. It's good to have a good sister. Well. Well, she knows. She knows how you have that bad temper of yours. You, that's not a temper. Mm. It's rage. Well, that's, I mean, that's a temper, it's right? Rage. That's, right. You know, on the scale of one to ten, it's ten. Oh, so and where, beyond. Where were you? That's where you were at today? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I was at. But then were you, like, yelling and cursing and screaming at this guy? Because a rage scale of 10, I would feel like it's, uh, you know, you're probably saying some profanities. I said to him, what is wrong with you? I don't blood. I said, did you call the mayor's office? Right. He's he's going around thinking, who the hell he is? He's going around thinking, oh, I'm a a fluff? No. Mm. No, no, no. I have been working out. Ferociously. Did you sh- did you show you show off the muscles to him? No, I didn't. I'll show it to you. You you could. Well, I mean, I don't need to see it because uh, I'm not going to threaten you. Did you no. did did you let him know that if you needed to, you could have uh, you know annihilated them? I'm not going to. If I let him know, he might be stupid enough to try something. Right. So you're saying you were just going to do it and not you don't ask questions. You just annihilate right out of the get go. If you're gonna do I, it, I would. I wouldn't even. I would just. I would get him on the floor and put the chokehold and say goodbye. Were you upset because of the Rodone injury news to start? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, that had a factor in, right? Because, you, like you said, he's an injury prone. Last year he had one. He had one good year where he was not hurt. And Bader is more of a concern to me because who's going to play center field? Right. Who are we looking at now? I don't want him. I don't want the beast in center. Well, the beast is probably going to be in center. I mean, who uh, else? Is no, he going to be Hicks? No, no, no. no. Uh, Cabrera could play center. Nah. I mean, I guess he could, but you don't want he that regularly. Play. Judge is going to play. Where do you, how would you align the Yankee outfield, let's say, if Bader starts the year on the IL? He's out for a couple of weeks. How would you align the Yankee outfield? Okay. Well, you're going to be shocked when I say this one. Uh, left field, I put Stanton. Okay. Center field... Jason, and then right field, no, uh, no, not left field, I put Judge, center, I put Jason, and right field, I put Stan. You want Jason, too? Yeah, I want Jason. The Martian we're talking about, Dominguez. Yeah, I want the next, the, 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 the next beast. Yeah, but we don't know that he's going to be that, and say that you can't just join and play Triple A. In and oh, like play. No way, no Get way, play. not to start the year. And I, as far as I'm concerned. So you like Judge and left, though? Yeah, I would put like, I like judging left. And standing in right. Yeah. Because you want Stan to be more comfortable. You want him to be more in a groove, a rhythm, a flow, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, because when he's out in the field, if you notice, when he's playing the field, he's a better hitter. Mm-hmm. And I want to see more I want to see more balls get destroyed off the bat. Yeah. And nobody hits the ball harder than him. Wow, you almost got to, you saw some balls get destroyed yesterday, huh? Mm-hmm. But you want to hear this? What? Nobody ever hit the ball 
harder, and I mean nobody ever hit the ball harder than number seven. Yeah, I had a feeling Mantle. you were going to say that. Mantle. I've seen him hit balls. Nobody came close. Hmm. That guy can hit the ball. Oof. I mean, you, you I saw him play that. live, huh? What was that like? What? See, watching him play? Yeah. Like, um, in per- I, did you go in person to Yankee no, Stadium? I, I never saw him in person. I saw him on TV. Still, but you got to see Mickey Mantle live. Like, for me, that's, you know, it's it's like um, Wait, watching fantasy. Watching Mickey Mantle play was a pleasure. Yeah. Who who would you rather watch? If I said to you, Stuart, you're going to die next week. you got one week to live, and you can only pick one player to watch play baseball. Would it be t- uh, 41, or would it be 7? Number 3. What, what do you mean, number 3? Number 3. You didn't see number 3 play? Uh, you asked me if I wanted to see a player. No, that you've seen before, like a realistic one. You like you've you've watched forty one. You've watched seven. How long did you get to see Mantle? What years like did you start watching him? What years I start watching Mantle? Yeah, or that you remember? Yeah, that I remember. Sixty. Uh, okay, which is you know a little Pirate, bit yeah. a little Pirate, bit you know. a little bit later, right? Yeah, a little bit later. I yeah. mean, I started following the Yankees in fifty seven. Right. When I was five years old. Okay, right. So there you go. That makes, I didn't follow, I didn't start really paying close attention to number seven till nineteen sixty. So one player, one player to watch the rest of your life. You could only watch one player play baseball. Who would it be that you've seen? Stewart. I would like to. That's a tough one. Oh, well, I know, but I mean, come on. You say you love 41, you love 7. Pick one. Well, you know who my favorite Yankee was? Who? Roger Maris. Oh, so you'd rather see him? I'd rather see him. You'd rather see number 9? Yeah, number 9. Okay. Him or Siva? Yeah. That's tough. Those two are your favorites? I can't pick one over the other. Who? So you were rooting for Maris in 61, huh? Yeah. You know why? Why? He was the underdog. You've seen that movie, 61? No, I didn't see 61. What? I didn't see 61. I know. Well, no, I heard you, but I was I in lived shock. It. Yeah, well, that I is true. It. I know, but you should still watch it. It's great. And, Stuart, be careful. Don't be getting any road rage incidents. Thank you for the call. Don't let them see that fury, that rage that you have in there. Be careful. And I don't want to hear from you calling collect next time from you know where. Uh, you got to see 61. I'll lend you the DVD. I'm assuming you have a DVD player. I have to find it. I have it somewhere. I love that movie. Now, I didn't live through 61 the way you did, but still. Sometimes it's nice to have that refresher. And I lived through the Jordan years, and I still watched that uh, The Last Dance show, and I loved it. 61, what a great movie that was. And I can see why you do it for Maris, the underdog. Everybody wanted to see Mantle. Nobody wanted to see Maris do it. Man, for me, it's, you know, as a 43-year-old who was born in 79, it's foreign to think of that being reality. But that season actually happened. And we got to witness it to a certain extent last year with Judge, which was why it was so special and remarkable to see a guy hit legitimately hit 62 home runs in one season, which brought us back to 61 and thinking about Maris and Mantle and that chase. Now, obviously, there was no chase with Judge. It was just him against the record books. But still, remarkable season. I'm curious to see what he's got for an encore here. Now that he's got the money, now that he's happy to be back in pinstripes, took way less money, 
to remain a Yankee? What kind of year are we going to see from the big fella this year after that historic performance? Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Fan talk about injuries, KD, huh? We didn't touch on it yesterday because we were doing all Daniel Jones and Aaron Rodgers stuff, which we can get into today as well with Rodgers specifically as the Jets making some moves now to try to start the process and clearing the way to bring in Aaron Rodgers. But KD during warm-ups and a layup line, twisting his ankle, and now he may be out for the rest of the regular season. My goodness. I mean, the guy's built like a string bean. I know he's one of the greatest players of all time, but, yeah, boy, you talk about fragile. You can't even... Twist his ankle on his own like that? Can he keep him out the rest of the regular season, potentially? The Nets are, I know it sounds nuts, but after experiencing it. And then I saw Kyrie went on some kind of rant again, ripping the fans or something like that. The Nets are better off without either of these guys. They'll figure it out. Eventually, they'll figure it out. Yeah, I don't know about till championship level, but they're, they'll be a much calmer, smarter better organization without both KD and Kyrie. Raymond is calling from Monroe, Georgia. What's up, Raymond? Hey, good morning, Sam. How are you, Raymond? I'm all right. You got a good weekend plan? Uh, well, yeah, just being home and no work uh, scheduled, yes, it's going to be a good weekend. Actually, I think we're going to go see, uh, my wife and I are going to go see Creed Three. Okay. Okay, that sounds a good plan. You know what I mean? Hopefully have some alone time. You know what I mean? Right. You know, my mo- my mother, grandma could babysit a little bit and get some me and uh, me and my wifey time. All right. You know what I mean? We need it. We need it. That's why. Believe me, we need it. Okay. <laughs> now this Nick loss tonight. Uh, it shows you how important Mister Brunson is to the Knicks because the Knicks had too many turnovers down the stretch, and I feel that if he was in the game, that it would have been a little bit more stability. With him distributing the ball, maybe to Randall, because Randall was trying to play that point forward again, and it uh, wasn't working. Yeah, I hate that with Randall. I like Randall a lot. You know, this is the problem. Last night's game is the problem with Julius Randall. That even though he's been a consistent performer, you get these games where he's got four turnovers, where he goes two for twelve from downtown, and he hit his first one. A nice, clean, open look to start the game. He hit that first one. That means he went 1-for-12 the rest of the way from downtown. Can't win like that. But more importantly, you're right. I, the, the the ball being in Randall's hands is a problem. Yeah, and he missed 37 threes. That's 37 misses. 37? Yeah, it was 13 for 50. Yeah, no, that's a lot of threes. But, so, I mean, that's, that's what we're looking at in the NBA. Now, remember, they had to come back into the game – you live by the three, you die by the three. The Knicks obviously died by the three last night. It was just not a – Sacramento's good. And that crowd early on, that energy, boy, I mean, that felt old school. That was an old school type game, that atmosphere there for Sacramento. And it felt like a real challenging road game, which I haven't felt watching today's NBA in a while. Yeah. Think about yeah. this. Going to Miami on that Friday night a week ago – Going to Boston on Sunday, those atmospheres were not like what we saw last night in Sacramento. No. Sacramento hasn't been like this since Webb in them, right? Right. Yeah, Divots and, you know, Bibby or 
you know, they throw those guys in there, but whoever that, that great run was. But the point is that when that crowd is going, it is second to none. That atmosphere, I think the Knicks were like, whoa. You could see it in the beginning. I'm not sure they knew what hit him. Oh, okay. But I like the kid Grimes. He he, he showed something tonight. Yeah, knocking down some threes. Look, Grimes got potential. I mean, he's a good defensive player, and he's got some potential. He was 4 of 10 from downtown. So he's got he, – he could be a player. I mean, there's, he's still developing here, but – um, you know, eventually he could be a player. Look, the Knicks are fine. The, the, the bad loss Tuesday night to the Hornets, but it was no Brunson. And then this one, they never really got off to uh, the right start. And then Brunson had to leave the game. So even their comeback was, you know, halted because you, you wish you had that point guard down the stretch. All right. So have a great weekend. What do you, what, now, wait, what do you got cooking this weekend? I have nothing. Uh, I'm in the house by myself. But... Oh. If you I ain't lived, got much going on. Yeah, if you lived in New York, maybe I'd invite you over. We'd hang out. <laughs> All right, so thanks a lot. Have a good weekend, Raymond. All right. All right. You know what I mean, Marco? You need, need that alone time. That's always quality. Yeah, I mean, once we got the puppy years ago, that started the, the what? You the puppy? At, the dog, a dog. I'm aware of what a puppy is. Yeah, once we that's got... That's what started. That started the... Because it used to be just my wife and me, and I was... The guy. Like, that. there was no issues around. It was me and her, but all the attention was on me. Then we got the puppy, mm-hmm. and then it started to become about him a little bit. And then it was a pain in the neck, like, in the beginning, taking him out, training him. You know, sleeping wasn't the same, all that stuff. I remember for me, it was the first time I was like, oh, crap. Like, this is actually responsibility. Prior to that, I could wake up at 11, 12. Well, that, yeah, that part I go get. Go to the gym. Yeah. I get. And he did, I'm just surprised that it would put, you know, no, it a did. little distance between you and the wife. Oh, no, that, it did. That it, seems a little... 100% impact. Huh. Not like bad distance, but like, but distance. So, distance. I, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. I thought the first thing you were going to say is since my daughter was born. Well, that, that's... Then that Because that changes everything. Yeah. Then that happened and... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Well. I, mean, I don't know if you didn't know before. You don't no, count. No, I didn't. Yeah. You know now. You don't count. No. No. So it was, I went down the pecking order. Maddox, the dog, and then the baby, and, like, both Maddox and I became screwed in that spot. Like, it was, yeah. he doesn't even get it. And now it's me and him, and I'm like, all right, bud, like, me and you. Well, I mean, at least you got somebody that you can hang your hat on. Correct. But at certain points, certain things you Maddox know. is not going to help with. Correct. <laughs> that would be correct. Yeah. Well, at least that's hope. All right. That would be correct. It is very, though, and I know people talk about it, and you don't know until you go through it. Like, you always hear the jokes. You see, you know, you watch comedians and the stand up specials and all that stuff, or you hear your parents joking around about other friends. Until you actually go through it, you don't know. <laughs> It is a, it can be a rude awakening. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now it's hopefully, hey, Grandma, what are you doing Saturday? Why don't you do us a favor and watch <laughs> Samira? We'll go to the movies. May, maybe a little after party. Uh, you know, whatever. We need some, we need some us time, I think. Sounds good. Can can Grandma watch your daughter all night, or do you have to pick her up? Can you get her in the morning, or no? Uh, we might be able to, but, I mean, I don't know. That's, you know. Uh, it's asking a lot. I'm aware. But, you know, sometimes. I mean, you know, Marco, to some, be. Sometimes things are necessary. To I mean, be honest, it's not like it needs to be all night. You know what I mean? I mean no, I'm aware. The movie's but a couple are, hours, you go home. Yeah, and, there are times, though, when you actually, you know, yeah. you just want to no, relax the whole night. 
The whole night. You know what we're looking forward to, both my wife and I? Actually, JJ's wedding. And we had JJ on yesterday because it's like one of those nights that definitively we know, okay, it's one night, but it's planned. It's on Long Island. Go out. Let loose. My mother will watch the baby for the whole night, and mm-hmm. we have the entire night to ourselves. Those, like, Fleeg's wedding was great. Had the hotel for the night. Um, did we stay two that nights? Would, yeah, yeah, it was, that'd be good. Yeah, it was great. No, one night. We went there the night, you know, the night of. We got there, there during that. It was nice. Nice yeah. to be away. Yeah. But with kids, dude, you need to, if if you're not, like, planning these things, what do you do? And you're going to have two now. So you're, don't, you're definitely two or three. The three now, three. right? Exactly. Three. You already have two, and you get the third on the uh-huh. way. When do you do again? Uh, May? She's due May 28th. God. Actually, just soon. went for an ultrasound this morning. Everything good? Everything's good. Have you thought about have you thought about your paternity plan here? Uh yeah, I mean to a point, yeah. Uh I think it's like a week at a time. Okay. So it's it's six weeks that you gotta take within a year. So I'll definitely obviously the first week I hope I'm hoping I could do two weeks when you know when he's born. Right. And have some time then and then maybe a week at a time here. The first thought in my head was once my wife has to go back to work, now luckily she works from home, but still, once she has to start work again. I'd like to take that week off. Right. Because I would imagine that's probably right around school, which would be my son going back to school, Ooh. my daughter going to preschool, and then a newborn. Yeah, I should probably be around for that week. Sounds uh sounds fun. Yeah. You have a name picked out? Don't. Nothing? Nope. Have you looked through anything? Are you discussing? Are we in talks? Well, where are we at? I am not really involved yet. I'm assuming that I'm going to be involved soon. You don't make the initial cut. The, the first round doesn't yeah, go through. Uh, there was a legal pad that I noticed, a yellow legal pad, Steve uh, Summers, a la, um, mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of names on it. And, like, my son contributing and adding all kinds of stuff. And, right. you know, I almost feel like I'm the president involved, where you just they throw things at me, and I just look at it, and I'm like, all right, cut off the first, like, 14, and then here. You guys go back to the planning. Yeah, right. Members of like Congress. Before they come back, to you with the... Yeah, yeah, you go back to it again. So I think I'm going to get involved soon. That doesn't mean that I get the final say, but at least I'll get involved. All right, got to keep us process. posted on it. I'm always uh, fascinated by this, and also fascinated by the fact that people don't want to ever let the names out there. Right? Like, a lot of times, it's like, oh, no, we, we know the name, but we're not telling anybody. Yeah, you know what? I, I did that for the first... Because I, I named my son. That was that was me, because I named him after my brother. This and was not like a conversation. How old is your oldest son? Uh, my son's eight. So, I that one was me. That, was, that wasn't that was much of a conversation. Right. It was like, look, I'm going to name him after my brother. We good? Right. Yeah, sure. All right. So, okay. we're done. But I didn't want to tell anybody yet, because, I don't know, I just felt like, just in case there was a last-minute audible that I was unaware of, right, I didn't right. want to mess that you up. You never know. Especially if I was going to say, name it after my brother, and then all of a sudden... You know, he's born, and my brother's like, well, I thought you were going to, you know, and then it wants to change. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. I'll be fair. My daughter, I really had nothing to do with. I was kind of like, you, you know, I named the first one. You want this one? Go ahead. (laughs) Right. Well, now. I never expected there to be a tiebreaker, so now we got to figure it out. (laughs) Ooh, now you get the tiebreaker. (laughs) That is great. You could always even things up. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I did even things (laughs) up. I didn't. Expe- I didn't expect the second one. Never mind the third one. I, no, even let's the, not get into the fourth you one. Even the series at two, if you Jeez, like. One of them's already going to sleep in the shed. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 